Minefield, Dr. Michael Tony Morales here. Colin's tearing it up on the set of the uh, prequel to Yellowstone. We'll have him back soon. We miss him. We love him. Before we get started, we got to... Well, dude, all I hear about these days is Yellowstone, man. Freaking, uh, whole time I'm in the hospital, everyone, all these people, we talk about how great Yellowstone is. I have never seen an episode. I watch it every now and then. I need to get into it. I don't know. I watch it every now and then with my mom when I go visit uh, at the house and I'll watch a couple issues. It's gnarly, dude. Like, they use the F word. You might see the side of a nip. (laughs) This is regular TV. Oh, wow. It's actually really good, man. Um, uh, A lot of different story plots, a lot of great actors, a lot of, like, some of the things that, like, drive the story are things that happen in the past that are still haunting people. Like, one of the main characters uh, was adopted by Kevin uh, Kevin Costner uh, as a child and raised like his own. And when he found out his adopted sister was pregnant and she wanted to have an abortion, he knew which hospital to take her to, but instead of taking her to the regular, uh, forgive the term, white man's hospital, he took her to the uh, Planned Parenthood on the reservation where he knew for certainty that girls that wanted and needed abortions would get said abortion, but they would also sterilize them. Oh. So he did that to his adopted sister and knew very well what he was doing and it affected the like this this one thing he did in hate as a teenager is affecting things i mean there's murder i mean like they they brand if you're in their club and if you're part of yellowstone they brand you i think it's gnarly (laughs) um oh wow if uh you betray them they cut it off of you and they have a specific spot to throw the bodies um uh, it's it's solid, man. Uh, it's one of the reasons uh, I got the old peacock was so my mom could get caught up on all of them because she's only seen so much of them. And but yeah, Yellowstone. Interesting. But Colin's working now on uh, the prequel. If you're interested in what Mr. Colin was working on uh, beforehand, uh, it's called, is it called Brownstone? Oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Big Chief. You know, the paper with the the big lines with the red cover. Sure. Mm. Yeah, uh, if you want to see what he was working on before that, uh, King of Tulsa is now streaming. Mr. Colin was working on that for a while. The old sly would roast him on his ridiculous uh, sun-blocking hat that made him look like a witch or a warlock on set all the time, but apparently Sly was pretty, pretty cool with him, and I actually That's good. St- I watched the first one uh, yesterday just to support my bro. Hmm. But awesome. Before we get started, uh, I don't know. Like we drove past it, man. I'm not. It's not a. I'm not bragging. Like we drove past it. Never seen more cops in my life. It was around like 12:08 when we cruised past. Uh, apparently, because I remember looking at the clock because we saw more cops than we've ever seen more than God. And we're like, man, uh, hopefully we're not, our city's not in the news tomorrow. And sure enough, man, like, somebody ruined the peace and tranquility of the only safe spot that uh, the LGBTQ uh, 
community has here. In Colorado Springs, there's no other gay bars here. I've been there a couple times. Uh, it's been like 10 years, man. It's been a while. Um, last time gotcha. I see, like, um, they do a gnarly uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show before uh, Halloween. But uh, then, of course, Mr. Jason David Frank um, unfortunately passed as well. Uh, loved the Green Ranger, loved the White Ranger. My sister loved him. And I uh, thought we could do a quick 10 bell. Let me get it pulled up here. Make sure got it pulled up right. Because this thing is not working right. Do what I tell you to. I can just lower it and start the score volume. guys souls are at rest man because a lot of wonderful people were hurt and beautiful people were murdered and someone decided to take the extra step from the point of despair and um i don't know what to say man like um i don't really know if there's anything you can say man it's like trying to trying to make sense of stuff that thing never you know you never want to you shouldn't want to take somebody's life in your own hands or take your own life freaking that that stuff you know, it's you know if you're in the you know if you're in that deep you know I mean, you know, definitely you could need someone to talk to, whether professional or not. And, you know, sometimes people, you know, reaching out freaking can help some pretty dire circumstances one way or the other. It's one of the reasons why I stopped wearing long sleeves. I was yeah. tired of hiding it. I was tired of being hot all the time. But I have been approached. And ask some questions. And I don't know what my advice uh, did, but uh, it's not like I'm throwing up a freak flag. But at the same time, though, it's um, they're there. Yep. And uh, my loved ones uh, put up with them, or at least stopped noticing them. But uh, uh, I appreciate you, by the way. I remember... Like, uh, when I first meet people and I always see their eyes look at them like staring at a nice set of chesticles, like, they notice. Yeah. <laughs> they notice. When you... I can just take a quick peek. Nope, we saw. But, um, I hope the families find some peace and I just, um, I don't even know what to say about it, man. Just, um. Uh, it's, it's one of those things, man. It shouldn't have happened. Again, there's no... There's no making sense of it. Right. It's it's 
a garbage thing that happened that freaking shouldn't have happened. Freaking, I've got a, I don't know anybody personally that was there, but I've definitely got several friends that, you know, friends of friends that know people that were there. And that's, right. you know, you can't do nothing but have your heart go out to them in these trying times because that shouldn't. Like, for me personally, I like to think of myself as, for the most part, a man of logic. And, like, there are some things you just can't find, you can't find logic in. No. Like, it just shouldn't have happened. Freaking those people should still be doing what they were going to do. They should still be having dinner with their families on Monday night or freaking watching football or... Getting ready for... And hanging out with their freaking kids or whatever their personal personal stuff was, going to work. Getting ready to have half tomorrow off, to have all Thursday off, and have that delicious turkey day, and even the the yep. BS stuff we take it, you know, we we mock like you know, getting ready to go to Black, you know, Friday to buy something for a loved one, and then get ready for Christmas, and that was stolen from five beautiful people, and yeah, I uh, I really like the response Colorado Springs has had toward it. I've had, I. One of my uh, good friends at work uh, personally knew someone that was murdered there, and it didn't affect her in a way I related to. Because I I don't have a wife and kids. Like, she has kids that are gay, and um, what my personal response to it was was like this needs to stop we need to figure out mental health problems there's a bigger problem other than just taking people's guns away i mean there's like but that's easy for me i don't have a wife i don't have kids i certainly i certainly don't have kids in the community um what her concern was was that was our safe spot that was our safe spot yeah and um it is nice to see that a couple of uh, courageous uh, community members uh, risked their lives to stomp him into the dirt. And from what I yeah. understand, he's still in the hospital and he's refusing to uh, talk to authorities. And that's his. Uh, that's his. Uh, that's his choice. But um, he's lucky he's not in a state that he's. He's lucky he's not in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, freaking, you know, hopefully justice will be done, man. They'll, you know, get this sorted out and get this, you know, get it handled. You I know, I don't really feel like I've got the, I don't really feel like I've got the right words for this, man. It's just freaking. It's, it's, it's difficult. It because, sucks and it shouldn't have happened. I mean, cause we're not, we weren't there. I don't know anyone that was there, but I still feel for everybody in it. But I'm also not thoughts and prayers jerk that, Hey, pay attention to me. Um, Marking myself safe on Facebook. Everyone knew where I... Everyone that knows who I am personally knows where I was. I was with buddies watching the freaking AEW freaking pay-per-view. Like, they knew I wasn't at the freaking, um, you know, club in the morning. Uh, Granted, I still woke up to a few people asking me if I was okay because they knew randomly that a lot of people still had my number from back in the day and they were checking on me. And the the odds are I might have been in a gay bar that night because gay bars rule. I've met. Gotcha. I, I've had more fun at gay bars than straight clubs, man. And um, but uh, yeah, the self-congratulating—that's that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to get into that. But freaking um, 
We that's another podcast for another day. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's <laughs> Hopefully, that's not a podcast we ever have to do, man. But um, it's nice. Yeah. It's um, it's nice seeing people come together. It's nice seeing people that they wouldn't ever think that they would ever be in public supporting. Whether you're pro gay, poor lesbian, uh, pro trans, kind of okay with trans, but not really. But like, like they're, they're out there, and this is a huge freaking community of a lot of conservatives. Mm-hmm. A lot of conservatives with very, very gay kids and grandkids, and it, I, it's, I, I it's, it's kind of wonderful seeing people stand up and stick up for things that you never would think that they would be okay with and or be public with and uh god bless everyone or uh whatever deity you represent i hope that um i'm not trying to make a joke um there's a lot of you know different religions and ideals out there and i hope whatever you pray to is shining on you and giving you some peace yeah no definitely man i mean that's i don't know it's one of those things man like freaking Literally, you know, we've all got, everybody's got labels, I'm this, I'm that, this, you know, a, you know, whatever ethnicity you represent, you know. At the end of the day, we're all freaking humans. Right. And that really should just kind of be enough. I agree. Like, it's, it's not a, it's not a, I'm better than you, you're better than me. Dude, freaking, everybody's got, you know, everybody needs friends, everybody's got friends, hopefully. Freaking! It shouldn't be you. You shouldn't create barriers just to create barriers because that's really all it is. I know, man. I don't like this person because of this. If I don't like you, I shouldn't like you because I don't personally care for your 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 personality. Right. Not because of the color of your skin or who you're going home to. That's garbage. Dude, if we'd have like, been if in the you same... can't freaking if you can't say that to something. Like, Freaking! If you gotta have that, you know, you gotta feel. If you gotta go that freaking far, like you've got, you know, you. I don't. It doesn't come down to freaking the people you hate for whatever reason. It's a lot of stuff you need to look inside yourself and realize that you're you're messed up, you're broken, and you need to address that as a person. Like it doesn't come down to freaking. I don't like you because of this. I don't like you because you're that. Freaking. That's garbage. Like, just freaking, we all, I'm a big believer personally, and we all know what is wrong with us. It's just whether we choose to acknowledge it or not. Or do something about it and try to deal yeah. with it. And... Like, and... freaking, at the end of the day, we're, at the end of the day, we're all human. At the end of the day, we've both got the uh, ability to do good and the ability to freaking do evil. It's just what you freaking choose to do with that. So, uh, and you know, here's to the people that help out. Here's the people that help out. Clinkity clink. Clink clink. But, um, you know, man, uh, hell, I often wonder what it would have been like if you and I had been in high school at the same time. I'm like a year older than you. We technically were in high school at the same time, just not in the same spot. Correct. Uh, you like that? I, 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 I'd have picked on you and give you swirlies and wedgies. Nah, the bully that I am. Nah, you would have, <laughs> you, you would have been trying to, and then I would have like taken the abuse and not budged, and then 
you would have like seen that underneath my trench coat is an Austin three sixteen shirt, and we needed to have a conversation. <laughs> like, um, I was a, I was, I was a, yeah, you're probably not wrong at all. We would have had to have a conversation, like, 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 like the opposite of like, I gotta save Martha. Why would you say that name? Uh, like, you're you're getting my Stone Cold shirt wet. <laughs> So cold. No, no, it would have been worse. It would have been like, "This is my prize Eddie shirt, Eddie Guerrero." Why would you say that name? <laughs> yeah, that would have happened. That probably would have happened. Know, I, I was always either that or I made fun of you for having a Stone Cold shirt because everybody has a Stone Cold shirt. Nah, he. I remember freaking uh, the uh, the night after uh, the Spring Stampede pay per view in Denver. It was when uh, Raven freaking wrestled uh, Goldberg for the United States title. And, of course, Goldberg was going to win. And I remember being one of five people in that whole arena with a Raven shirt on. And I had that Raven shirt for, like, 20 years. Dude, I would have been in the crowd with a Sandman shirt thinking Raven was uh, freaking um, uh, Sandman. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, because I always get it mixed up. But, uh it still would have been. That's a, sad. It still would have. Been, it, it happens, man. It happens. Raven was cool. Sandman was well. He was Sandman. Yeah. People, people liked him. I, <laughs> uh, good old hardcore hack. I know one person that doesn't like him. Good old Joey A. Kincaid because he beat him up at one time. <laughs> I heard that story. That was awesome. That was a gnarly story at dinner, man. <laughs> that was a gnarly story at dinner, man. Um, but hey, man, we got we got some good comics to talk about. Uh, I do want to pick your brain uh, because you were up all night last night uh, watching. You went down to CM Punk rabbit hole last night, man. No, no offense. I did. I did. You like, not none taken, man. Freaking. I don't know. We kind of we kind of touched on this briefly last week. Freaking. We we had to dis- like we've been discussing this for a while, but I think we finally came to a total consensus here. I'm right, you're wrong. Live with it. No, no. we're. I'm right, <laughs> you're right. We're both right. We both have to live with each other's opinions because we both had some really good... We had a great conversation about it just in preparation to make sure that you didn't rip your computer off the wall and try to throw it at me, forgetting I'm not in the room with you. Because that could happen. Nah, I'm, uh, I'm, not that, I'm not that violent. I never said you were, Tony. Never said you were. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be throwing your HP at my MacBook. That'd be funny, actually. That I would lose it then, man. Like, uh, uh, there's there's been two times in my life I've lost it. Number one, seventh grade. This kid that had been picking on me forever. I ignored it because he was just this little weird kid, and I didn't mind it. Like, I'd heard worse. I didn't have two mm-hmm. front teeth, but I was playing with my new Pog set. And he picked it up and he threw it across the room and I calmly and coolly walked toward him like Frankenstein and started choking him out. And I had a teacher pull me off of him. And I remember reading the, uh, the note that sent me to detention, like the cold look in my eyes as I choked this guy by the neck. <laughs> he threw my pogs across the room. I really like my pogs. I really like my MacBook. That's what was that? What was number two? Number two. Uh, oh wow. Um, 
Yeah, that, that can't be on camera. <laughs> that can't be on gotcha. camera. Yeah, that can't Understood. be on camera. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, nah, man. Freaking the, the, the CM Punk thing just bugs me. Freaking... I think the, I think a lot of it kind of comes down to just the fact that I I, I kind of get it, like freaking because I, I watched I actually watched the actual scrum and I watched a couple of videos people talking about it. Uh, Jim Cornette, who's a uh, who's always who's definitely always got an opinion, whether I necessarily agree with them or not. You know, freaking the guy's been around forever. You know, he's got a certain level of respect in the business, and freaking he 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 gets it. You know, freaking, but, uh, yeah. And I found myself agreeing with a lot of what Cornette said. It just doesn't like to me, freaking, it just comes down to, you know, it really comes down to the fact that the, the Bucks and Kenny were freaking their EVPs. They are in a position of power and freaking they made the wrong call. If somebody is that mad, why would you instantly go after him and try to, it, whether they had the best intentions of actually just talking it out or not, they walked into his locker room and freaking, you know, after he publicly said, hey, if you got a problem, come find me. That wasn't, hey, that wasn't, that obviously wasn't, hey, if you've got a problem, come find me, we'll talk yeah, it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they went in there and freaking, from, you know, from all intents and purposes, from what I understand, which, you know, we have yet to really get a definitive other side of the story. Yeah, if there if it but, was a, uh, if it was an unsolved mysteries recreation, there'd be two versions of it: the Bucks version mm-hmm. with Kenny Omega, where they like they they're like they're in their suits, they're freshly showered, their hair's combed back, they got their cologne, and uh, excuse me, Mister CM Punk, knock knock knock, we 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 have a little bit of we're we're kind of concerned about what you said. And Punk opens the door. There's like eight strippers the in the room. Are. Yeah. <laughs> like there's porn on the TV. He's like, what the hell do you want? <laughs> and we, we just, we're just concerned about something you said earlier, but then like the, the punk versions, like, you know, I'm all beat up. I'm wiping the blood off my, my face and talking to AJ like, Oh baby, I'll be there in just a minute, baby. I'm j- I love you too. I love you too. Hold on. Someone's really rudely banging at my door. <laughs> Yeah. Kenny kicks it in, just wearing a g-string, one ball hanging out. Punks are, <laughs> yeah, like you'd be completely ridiculous. Like, like that's how it, that's how it happens. And like, yeah. save the dog. And each one, the dog's either stomped or saved. Um, I used yeah. to watch a lot of but, uh, <laughs> I see that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's you know freaking, you know I'm sorry, man, freaking. And, you know, actually, I guess I watched the actual scrum and freaking he ended up finding a guy that knew new cult cabana. They've done comedy together and he kind of goes after the guy. But like. Yeah, I mean, he definitely said some stuff he shouldn't have said. The guy should have that's been that's obvious, you know, no, not even not even necessarily the guy. I mean, freaking it was that was just what set it off or something that set it off previously. But like the big thing was that freaking. You know, other than the whole thing about the joint bank account, what his mom thing. Yeah. Freaking, uh, you know, he just, it kind of came off like he was just tired. You know, he was sick and tired of being blamed for Colt Cabana not being on TV. Whether and he was right in the wrong. Yeah. 
and you know, and you know, free people. You know, he's he said he had nothing to do with it. Tony Khan's publicly said he had nothing to do with it. And quite frankly, how much was Colt Cabana on Dynamite before Punk was there? Lilith was picking him up at the airport like eight months beforehand. Huh. Um, like he he wasn't there a lot. Like he was doing the Dark Order stuff. But, like, that had kind of already run its course, with the exception of, like, the Hangman stuff. You know... But, I mean, Colt, freaking, Colt wasn't, you know, freaking, they weren't going to pick up his contract, freaking, apparently that was CM Punk's fault, too. Yeah, and then... And then, you know, everybody came to, you know, to Colt's rescue, and he got moved to Ring of Honor brand. If he's on Honor, he's not, I don't know, freaking, unless you hold a title. Yeah. Like, we haven't seen Blake Christian on freaking Dynamite a lot lately, either. He's a Ring of Honor guy. We're just now starting to see Brian Cage again, and that's even been sporadically over the last month or two. And he was an Impact guy, like, last time we saw him before AEW and post-Lucha yeah. Underground. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that just popped in my mind is, because uh, we talked about it, and we'll talk about it a little bit more in a second, uh, was how uncomfortable Khan was. It, I, I got the impression that Khan was uncomfortable and... Uh, at first I was like, is he just being a yes man? You know, nodding his head to everything CM Punk was saying. But what if, what if behind the scenes, because at first my, my big gripe about this was, okay, now I'm the champ. I can say whatever I want. I can crap on whoever I want. I can do whatever I want. I can say this about the EVPs. But what if behind the scenes, he had been made so comfortable that it was okay for him to say those things. That it was that he had had so many conversations with Khan, crapping on the Bucks and how they don't know what they're doing because they're only X amount of years in the wrestling business. Khan's been in the football business and the football mm-hmm. business for so long that uh, behind closed doors, Khan and him were just buddies smoking cigars and laughing it up and everything he was saying was like uh, what they were saying behind closed doors was at 100%, but what he was saying in at the scrum was like 2%, and he thought that that was okay because all the times that Khan had said this, 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 and that. And um, that's why he was kind of nodding his head, just not, you know, wussing out on that sort of thing, but just, okay, I shouldn't have said any of that. And now he thinks that's comfortable, and he thinks he's being covert or only showing so much of what um because you know when you have conversations with the people behind closed doors especially in the wrestling business and when you do give somebody mm-hmm. something just to just to satiate them to leave you alone mm-hmm. when they're trying to get yeah. information out and you give them just just a little morsel uh and then mm-hmm. that morsel turned into a giant snowball into a glacier um do you think that's a possibility no, I don't. I like, I don't, because I think the whole thing was that this was this was a this was a frustration that had been building for months. Not just that, but still. But I get that, and I like your point. Yeah. Please keep going. Because I mean, he can't. He he was mad. Like you can't. Like we talked earlier. Like I really kind of felt like this was him. You know, he was frustrated about. Like I said, the whole thing comes down to they'd been friends for years. And freaking, they apparently, according to what Punk said, they hadn't been friends since like 2014. 
And he publicly said, I don't care where this guy works. I don't care what he does, but I don't want anything to do with him. And all I keep hearing is every time something bad happens to this guy, it is automatically my fault. And we both have been blamed for things that freaking weren't our faults. And it wasn't nearly to that level. But can you imagine for eight years, every time something bad happens to somebody, somebody else who is not involved is always going around blaming you for it. And then the guy that you have known has done comedy and worked with Colt Cabana is now in the scrum asking you some BS questions. Now you're not just someone that's mad. Mad is 10 minutes ago. Furious yeah. is furious is like 10 seconds after it happened, your buddies pull them off 10 yeah. years. You're a true a charcoal briquette that is still fuming and has a little bit of gasoline. If you're wrong and you do the wrong or say the wrong thing, it's not going to turn into a uh, freaking I'm mad or furious. It's going to turn into a blazing inferno. And I'm not responsible for anything I'm saying right now because I'm like, I've been wrong left and right. Yeah. And I mean, that might be the comfort level you were thinking about. Maybe not so much as a champion, but just that he's done with the situation and, you know, freaking, you know, uh, issues be damned, basically. Yeah. You're going to freaking, you're going to sit here and I'm going to get this out and I'm done. Because the the same people that are like, come on, brother, you know, we can't wait to have you as part of the team, brother. Oh, brother. Are presumably the same guys, you know, spreading all these lies behind your back. Brother, I didn't say that. And yeah, exactly. And freaking how how much of that are you willing to take? You know, I think my big thing, I think some one of the things we said before, I said off camera, was that it took uh, WWE. I think I think he debuted in ninety in two thousand five, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong about that, but I think two thousand five, and it took him till two twenty fourteen to really lose his lose his mind in WWE. Keep talking, it, it took up. it took them less than a year to get him to that exact same spot. And I think the crabby part about it September is that... 2005. Cool. So about, yeah, about 10 years, nine and, or 10 years, nine, or nine years, eight and a half years. That was the Royal Rumble when he left. It was 2013. But, um, yeah, 2013, 2014, something along those lines. A while regardless. But like this guy in a this guy's in a year got him to the point where he went from, hey, I'm willing to come in, I'm willing to freaking help out. I'm working with all the younger guys. Like he was working with freaking Will Hobbs. He was working with Darby Allen. He could have come into a main event program if he wanted to. He decided to work with these younger guys and help them out. Teach them, you know, teach them the way he was taught. And freaking guys were better off for it. Darby Allen probably Darby Allen might never have a bigger one-on-one match than him wrestling freaking uh, CM Punk. Yeah, you know, same thing with freaking Will Hobbs. They did. They didn't just throw Will Hobbs in there because freaking, oh, it's gonna be good. That that was Punk asking to work these younger guys to help them out. He wanted to have a good time. That was that. That was a story he wanted to tell. 
that was the way he wanted to teach. And freaking even working with Kingston, who's, you know, you know, they had a huge thing and freaking that's one of those ones where it's like, Oh, was that real? Was that real? Was that a work? Was that a work? You know, freaking Kingston, Kingston's a freaking master at that between the stuff he's done with, uh, Cesaro and the stuff he's done with freaking punk, obviously. I have never seen a guy in the Indies or in the, how would you even say it? I mean, like, we like, Tier wise, okay, Indies. There was just Indies and WWE, and okay. maybe New Japan, and like the mid tier Impact, Ring of Honor. But okay. it was still all Indies compared mm-hmm. to WWE. But now we've got AEW, and um, I have never seen anyone make me question whether if it's a work or a shoot more than Eddie Kingston ever. Oh no, no, no. New Jack. Oh, dude, uh, my big brother turned me off a of New Jack completely. That's not something <laughs> I can actually comment on because my big brother's thoughts and emotion are like just like he's gone, but like I can still hear him in my head. Just be like, I can hear him whispering in my ear right now, being like, "Say this about New Jack." <laughs> like, uh, yeah. My, I'm, I'm just saying, as far, as far as guys that you're not sure, you're. How you're, far the work went and how far it didn't. You're not New wrong. Jack was the king. You're not wrong, but Eddie Kingston is not showing up with nunchucks or switchblades or actually uh, injuring people like on purpose in the ring. I'm talking like pure promo wise and brutality yeah. within reason. <laughs> within within well, I, I legal wrestling I'm, reason. I'm just saying, if you wanted to freaking, he's not the first guy to really get a. a Quite a few people to question Ooh, New Jack. where the work where the work starts and where the freaking shoot ends or the shoot starts and the work ends. I couldn't watch that dark side of the ring, man. Like I, I tried to watch it and it just it just chafed me, man. Like I was like, I don't want to watch this. Like, like gotcha. I managed I managed to get through uh, Superfly, but um, not New Jack. Yeah, but I mean, going back to the original thing in question, though, was like Punk. You know, people have heard, people have talked, man. Freaking Punk is, Punk was one of those guys watching matches after freaking his match, and freaking not not leaving early, and freaking he was helping. You know, one of his big gripes with Tony Khan that he brought up was like, get these guys to slow down a little bit. Like they need to learn, you know, how to really, how to how to get emotion out of what they're doing. And a lot of these guys don't have that. Like you, you, there are certain guys, like you can tell another thing we talked about earlier off camera was, uh, how you can tell that, uh, certain wrestlers, especially the, uh, the four pillars as it were, yeah. uh, Jung- jungle boy, Guevara, uh, MJF and, uh, Darby, our homegrown talent, how they, they've been, well, yeah, the, all the homegrown talent coming up, they've all been paired off with a, uh, a veteran to help them grow. Correct. And like Dar Darby and Sting, obviously, uh, Jungle Boy and Christian, uh, MJF now with William Regal, <clears throat> and Guevara and Jericho. So like they like for a lot of it, they see the freaking they see the benefit in that, and like you know, but then again, you see you also hear stuff about how people aren't freaking. You know, Daniel Bryan said that how some people freaking go in there and they're just playing on their phones instead of working and tr- working and training 
when uh, they get there every Wednesday because him and William Regal will, will hold a class. And like certain people will be there busting their humps. Like Mox will show up and uh, Jeep Cargill's one that uh, shows up repeatedly. You know, a couple others. But like freaking uh, a lot of people won't show up. And it's like, you know, when you're when you're trying to build a company like that, it is a lot of people working together. And if you're not willing to work together, freaking it might not succeed. That's a hard and that's a hard thing to swallow, man. Like if your heroes like you you just joined AEW and all your heroes are there and like, hey, we're here to make you know, we're a family and then you go to training and they ain't there. Yeah. And that's I mean that's the thing, man. Freaking you know, you freaking you hear all this stuff, like the whole uh you know, the brawl out, the Sammy Andrade thing, the Sammy Kingston thing, freaking, uh, you know, it seems like a, it's a lot of inmates running the asylum. People have definitely brought up the comparisons between uh, AEW and the dying days of WCW. And freaking, it just seems that they really need to, you know, they need to freaking clean their house. They need to get stuff in order if there's issues that need to be addressed. You know, they, uh, you know, heard they had a meeting a couple months ago where freaking they kind of laid stuff on the barrel and like, hey, this is what we need from you. And the only thing people actually specifically said was that uh, Kenny Omega made a really poor joke talking about how he wouldn't have hired 85% of the people there. Oh. That's not what you want your boss to say. No, you want to say like, I'm so glad you're here. Like, man, I've been in, I've been in situations where I worked for corporate America that, I could tell they were lying through their teeth and just mm-hmm. snakes in the grass. But now I work for a company that actually honors their their homegrown talent, people they build up, people they introduce to a culture, a really good culture. And, uh, man, um, yeah, we'll talk about that off off screen. I'm not even going to get into that. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not even going to get into that. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a hard pill to swallow when, like uh, – you're, I mean, like, if you're starting out and you hear that, that might be like, should I be worried about that? Or if you're, yeah. or if you're someone like me, that uh, I guess the best um, uh, metaphor I can come up with that is, you're a puppy that's been returned to the pound a couple times, and you're on your fourth master. And yeah. they just said something real similar to the last three, <laughs> and. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm either going to chew your face off or I'm going to run away. Yeah. Your choice. No. But yeah, man, I just think it's, uh, like when it comes down to it, it just kind of, AEW is obviously not all sunshine, kumbaya and roses, but they need to, they need to get their stuff together, man. Freaking, uh, you know, the elite came back. Cool. Whatever. Freaking, I don't. You know, I I honestly can't say I wasn't there, so I don't know the situation. You know, we don't know if CM Punk's. We know he's not been released yet. They haven't publicly said it. Right. But he is he is injured. I mean, they might they might be able to make it up and make it work and you know fix it to the point where people can get through it. But like I said, man, in my opinion, I just think he was just frustrated with the BS. Freaking, he wants things handled a certain way. He wants things freaking. He doesn't need his personal life 
constantly thrown in his face. And it has been by people who are supposed to be his friends, by people who apparently are supposed to be his bosses. And that's garbage. Like if freaking, if you're having an affair or something, let's just say that freaking and, uh, your boss is telling everybody that, you know, it's not really your boss's place to say that. Nope. And freaking, you know, and if freaking you had a fallen out with your, with the guy that you freaking came up with and freaking, you know, you've already put that to red to bed freaking 78 years ago. And people are still needling it at you about it. I think you've got a right to freaking push back. Should, I mean, should it have been addressed the way it was? No. But You're who's correct. to say it wasn't already addressed in the back? And they still did it. Yeah, because he had mentioned that, like, hey, pay attention to the scrum beforehand. Like, mm-hmm. he, he was ready to go off. Like, I wonder if there's something that he was hoping would not be said to him that if it does get said, he's going to do it. And you're right. Uh, I I believe it was handled messily uh, in an unprofessional manner. But at the same time, though, you're correct. If you've been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and you finally get the chance, you're going to, you're going to bite. You're going to bite back. You're going to bite back. And uh, it's an unfortunate situation left and right up and down and the thing about it too i was like at the end of it like he once he once he kind of said what he said he was done but like at the very end of it he made it a point to say to everybody at that scrum you know maybe you guys could freaking calm down with the way you report things and what you report because we're real people and i don't see anything wrong with that i don't either I don't know either because I've talked. But just because somebody tells you something doesn't mean you have the right to tell the world. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I've heard really great stories of interactions with uh, celebrities. Uh, Colin will tell you about his dad sitting next to Leslie Nielsen on an airplane. Oh, nice. Okay. And them having an amazing conversation, and his dad really not giving a damn that. Uh, are we still? Is that a one? We're still, we're, we're not, no, we're not yeah. using a boiler friendly at the yeah. moment. We, yeah, we're, we're, we already discussed, we're, we're, we're we discussed heated. that pre-show. We're, we're heated. Uh, he didn't give a damn that it was Leslie Nielsen, but the two gentlemen had a great conversation. Just. Awesome. Gentlemen, gentlemen. Knew exactly who he was. Did he bring it up? Oh, uh, your airplane, yeah, you weren't funny to that at all. No! No, it was like like I that would have been hilarious. Yeah, it would have been like it, it like well, hey, nice to sit next to you. My name's uh, such and such. My name's Leslie, and you know, and um, I just don't want to bring Colin's mom and dad or in his family's names until he, he proves it. No, nah, we don't need that. Yeah, but um, um, yeah, walk out. That was Lizzie Nielsen. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, we had a good conversation. We talking about? I don't remember. Just two gentlemen having a gentleman conversation. I, I can't imagine, nice. uh, and, and, and to your credit, uh, I can't imagine that CM Punk can get into an airplane and sit in first class or coach and not sit some some dude that wants to be like, 
Why'd you leave WWE? Why'd you betray Colt Cabana? How juicy is AJ? I mean, because, you know, they can get gross. Like, they can get gross. Yeah. And that wasn't me trying to be uh, crass. I can imagine, like, he's gotten questions like that. Like, mm-hmm. like that's not cool. Like, we're people. Um, I mean, we've had to address that in our own locker room in a few different uh, situations. Um, we're still in wrestling, but we still yeah. treat people like humans. Nope. Hundred percent. You have to, man. Like I said, dude. Going back to earlier conversations, man. We're all we're all humans, regardless of our station in life, and we all deserve respect as such. You know, and I, I appreciate that. Uh, when Colin and I first became friends, we established a set of rules immediately. What did we do? Establish a set of rules. I don't know the no homers. Immediately, <laughs> no, no homers club. We can have one homer. <laughs> uh, exactly. But we established rules. We've never broken them. Uh, there have been times where you and I have had to have conversations. I've had to have conversations with Colin. He's had a conversation with me. And have we ever... It's just like... It's one of the few things that makes me hold my head high when I walk in a room anywhere. Whether it's with my family where I'm safe or with you... Or in a crowd full of strangers, I have a nice, safe foundation that we've worked on (laughs) out of mutual respect. You have very rarely, you've never had to tell me your boundaries because you're very, very audible about it. But like, you're also like, you're you're not rude about things. And, uh, and you know me too. Uh, last week, uh, we had a conversation like, Hey, you, you said this, just give me a second to calm down for a minute. And you're like, Hey, absolutely cool. Did you question me? Did you, did you call me a wuss? Did you like be like, come on, we got to record. Uh, I was like, just give me a minute. I did put it on Facebook, but other than that. (laughs) Yeah. Shouldn't have sent you that photo. (laughs) You say that, dude, I'm like, I'm like the least. I'm like the professional wrestler I've known never on Facebook. Yeah. Promote events. That's all I promote. <laughs> yeah, we just promote mine. Easier that way. I know, right, man? Uh, I, I, I get on that every now and then, but every now and then when I do get on, it makes me get on less and less. Like I said yeah. earlier, but um, freaking, I, I really enjoyed your points on that because I've been the opposite for quite a while uh, on the whole punk thing. Like, mm-hmm. I actually didn't wash his shirt since I was wearing it at all out. It, it's been in the corner of my closet. I washed it last night. Ugh. I haven't worn it. I got legs it's, at this point. It's just been laying in the corner. I was so upset with it. Because um, I was so proud of it. Um, but um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that um, it's a work that they changed the cover of the uh, was it Fight or Die? Or Fight Forever? Fight or Fest. Fight forever, fight forever. Fight forever uh, for the video game. I, I hope it's a joke that they changed the cover because that that neon green cover was gnarly. That was awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, the new one's kind of cool if that's the right one, but you can't go wrong with that. Right in the yeah. front. Right? That, like, 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 you know what's missing from this, from a human being to a comic book? It's just the freaking claws. <laughs> it's just the... Yeah. It's just the claws, and uh, uh, the best Wolverine uh, X-Men games are, or 
right in the front. Um, mm-hmm. Can't debate those. I mean, Salah can have her little side dagger. Gambit can have all the cards in the world, but you can't argue with those six claws coming out, man. And, yeah, exactly. And Punk has those. But yeah, man. No, freaking. You know, I think. I think they, you know, I think that maybe they don't need him per se, but I think they're definitely better for him than not because of nothing else. He offers a different opinion. I mean, that's the biggest thing we've, you know, we've said since day one wrestling's biggest reason you can compare wrestling to art is that it's freaking, it's different things to different people. It's dangerous. You know, you're, you're, you like Orange Cassidy. I don't care for him. Doesn't mean he's more, more or less of a wrestler. Or I'm, I'm but it's less just of a different, a, or I'm less different of a type wrestling. of entertainer. Agreed. He's just a different type of entertainer. But I'm also not less of a fan because I like someone that you don't like. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, how many comic books have you looked at me by? Like, why? <laughs> like, there's a couple that I've definitely raised an eyebrow about. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that freaking. Uh, I, 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 I can, I can name them off. I understand the, 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 the ghost of candy that killed all those people at the at the bar at the punk rock bar uh i mean really like anything to do with chaos comics um i get it but but you're psyched when i find them yeah you're psyched when i find them i'm like like how, how many times have i found a comic that you wanted like uh yeah. and like yeah like you're like hey this one like you gave me the choice no just take the good one i get it like uh it's cool I got one, but like freaking it's more important to you. The yeah. whole point of the, <clears throat> no, the, definitely. the whole point of this entire conversation, CM Punk, WWE, conversations between comparing AEW, WCW making seriously egregious mistakes within one year as opposed to seven with punk with WWE. Mm-hmm. Mutual respect. Yeah. Actual conversations. Calming down. Not walking into a situation with a lit dynamite stick, or, or the, pardon the pun, or with a, a, a lighter to light something on fire. Yeah. There's no reason any of that should happen. How many times have you calmed me down? How many times have I calmed you down? No. Doesn't, I agree, man. It, it doesn't matter. We've never taken count. Why? Because we're bros, and we take care of each other. There's the respect. Have the freaking respect, people. Yeah. Have I mean, respect. It's just that simple, man. You know, if you're paid to do a job, do a job. Freaking, you know, do your best to make your work environment as good as it can be. Agreed. Because at the end of the day, you're all you're all either succeeding together or you're all drowning together. Oh, that's such When a it good really point. comes down to it. That's such a good point, man. You're either failing all together. I mean, like, you're all in the same brand. Like yeah, you're you unfortunately their biggest star uh, either pooped in the pool or uh, poured a bunch of chlorine into it. Depends on your situation and what you want to look at it for. Yeah. Know? So I mean, there's kind of we'll see what happens. We'll see if uh, you know, now obviously we know the elite's back as of this past Saturday, but uh, we will see what happens with Punk and probably. The next six, seven months. I hope he comes back. I, I mean, hope they figure it out. I want him. I want him still around. Um, yeah. But for hopefully, him, hopefully by then you'll have cleaned your shirt. I it's hanging, man. I've never thrown it in the dryer. It looks brand new. 
<laughs> it looks brand new, freaking. Uh, but you know, just uh, respect your fellow brethren, and I just hope things work out. I hope things work out for the better, and I'd like to see Punk keep wrestling. Like, uh, like I was liking Punk so much, I almost started humoring the idea maybe AJ's gonna come back. <laughs> like. Maybe AJ. I mean, like, could you imagine, like, things still worked out? I mean, Paige would be wrestling AJ right now. Yeah, that could have happened. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, freaking, uh... I think she's doing something with women of wrestling right now. I think she's, like, the... Either behind the scenes or, like, a GM or something. Her, uh... But uh, I'm, not, I'm not too sure... She was doing some behind the scenes. I don't think she was a GM, but I think she was pretty close to it from what uh, I read on the rags, but for continuously in a bunch of the rags. So, like, kind of like collective gathering sticks to what stands up. Uh, bless you. Uh, but the other thing hey. is um, freaking um, her Wonder Woman gold issues were, were great. Oh, nice. Yeah, they came out last year. Um, yeah, they were great. Not the biggest Wonder Woman fan, but like it wasn't preachy. It was just just a gnarly knockdown, drag out Wonder Woman. Like she she did she did a great job. Uh, CM Punk's Spider Man issues are great. Um, hell, man! Like uh, Bill Hader and uh, Seth Meyers' uh, Spider Man episode, like different type of entertainment industry. Like they were great too. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have said. Oh, SNL sucks. Bill Hader and uh, Seth Meyers are terrible. I'm not going to read that Spider-Man issue. And then you, like, miss out on an awesome Spider-Man issue. Not going to read... Exactly. Not going to read AJ reading, freaking writing Wonder Woman. Absolutely not. She sucks. She pissed me off in WWE. And then you miss an awesome Wonder Woman issue. What are you doing? True. <laughs> But uh, nonetheless, man, I think that's a kind of a, a good segue to lead into some comic books. I agree. Uh, should we do some what's in the box? Let's do what's in the box, but let's take a quick little bracey here, man. And cool. Sounds half, like a plan. Halfway point. Got to take a little whiskey. Wait. We are back from a quick little bracey there, Mr. Tony Morales. I see you go first for what's in the box. All righty. Well, freaking... Uh, you know, as we know, I've uh, talked about it several times. I'm a huge uh, Batman fan. Freaking finally finished off uh, issues 400 through 713, which was all the uh, issue 400 to the, uh, actually setting up for Flashpoint. Nice. But, but there's always one huge issue I was freaking missing that I was really hoping to get my hands on at some point, particularly in a uh, first print. And I finally got that the other day. Got a first print, Batman the Killing Joke. It's green. It's it's legit. It's, it's not the red. It's not the pink one. It's green. He's got the right one. <laughs> He's got the right one. How much? The right one. Can you can you can you sign it to me? How much it is? No, it's not fair. No, no. <laughs> no, actually, it wasn't really. So I know they, they had it at, a, I can tell you they had it at Muse for 85 and I did pay substantially less than that. Miss Morales can hear sign language for how much you're paying for books. So it was like, what, 10 bucks? Yeah, yeah, totally. Nah, it was more than that, but uh, it, was, it was, 
got I got it. I got that one for fifty. So blink twice if you're in danger. Then I never stop blinking. I put a hole in my knee at the moment. <laughs> All right. So uh, I was saying I had a uh, no good deed went unpunished day today. Okay. I had to go. Uh, my mom needed me help or something with the email to help out with uh, a friend that needed a green card and give a testimonial and print it out. And I was like, okay, she's got to mail something. I know I've got some stamps. So I went through a bunch of old, like, uh, portfolios that had, like, you know, like old W-2s and, like, tax statements and stuff like that because I know I had some books and stamps in there. Yeah. But, but I found a couple of things. Uh, I was looking for this, like, crazy, and it's not available from Blackcraft Colt. Uh, this is not my what's in the box. This is just one of the cherries. Uh, I I always carry coffee on me in that like that tumbler I've got. Uh, yeah, the black one. Uh, but my hail Satan and drink coffee sticker is getting pretty faded. But I found a brand new one I had saved. But right next to it, <laughs> nice. Was um, very Rob Ryzen view. Take that back immediately. <laughs> 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 I've never gotten cross-eyed with you. Take that back immediately. <laughs> but uh, uh, I wrote a comic book, and I'm going to send it to you because now you have plenty of time to read it. Um, we're either going to write what we're working on or work on like this little little ditty here, and I don't want to say the name because it's too gnarly. It's going to get stolen. Okay. But the lead character is named Chloe. And I, okay. named, I named the lead. I started writing this book back in 2010. Okay. Or whatever your kick-ass came out. And that's the name of a movie. That's not a movie, not friends. I got you. I'll give you that one. Uh, my very good friend, Stephanie, I went to college with, was waiting tables in LA. She was trying to be an actress. And uh, she knew that the character was based... Uh, it, she doesn't... The character doesn't look like her... Or act like her, but I like the name. I wasn't too familiar okay. with the name Chloe, but she waited on Chloe Grace Moretz and got me this. To Joshi. To Joshi. I That's have, Joshi. I have Hit Girl's signature to Yoshi. Nice. I've got Hit Girl's signature, Chloe Grace Moretz. XO, XO. Right, that's awesome. Written on one of the little chit sheets that they uh, write the, um, you know, the orders on. She got me the signature, and I finally forgot I had this. It's... That's awesome. It is really awesome. I got Hit Girl's signature, man. Like, to me. <laughs> <laughs> to me. That was my uh, freaking, uh, what's in if the you box? you were a small Japanese woman who wrestled professionally. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yoshi. Or Yoshi! Henceforth, she will ever be known as Joshi. Well, it depends on what restaurant I'm working at, man. Like, uh, like the Honduran guys I worked with over at uh, Johnny Carino's, I was uh, Yosh. But then they got these, like, Ecuadorian guys that just called me, like, Yashi. <laughs> they just mess with me. And oh, there's so many pronunciations of the word Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Yosh. Like, my, my family couldn't pronounce my name when I was a kid. Like, I was Joshua. Or, uh, God, what was the other one they used to give me? Like, uh, and then when they learned how to say it in Spanish, Josue. 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 Josue Miguel Torres. 
Returning. Yeah, that was my what's in the box, man. I'm pretty. I, I forgot I had that. That was nice. I got. I'm putting. Uh, I got to put it in the wall a little bit. And now you get ready for your match with Makaito at the Tokyo Dome. Oh, <laughs> please don't. I'm probably gonna lose that. Man, she never wins. It's okay. Apparently, Kyrie Sane won the IWGP Women's World Title. Yeah, that was gnarly. I saw That's that. Cool. I saw that on YouTube earlier. That was awesome. And uh, I got to send you uh, my uh, login for New Japan because I went ahead and resubscribed because not watching New Japan for two years is kind of a crime. Gotcha. We were distracted. We had new era. <laughs> had a lot going on with the pandemic and, you know, everything. Yeah. <clears throat> Who knows? Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, what do you want to do first? Yeah, I'm going to say this. Start off with some Nightwing, probably. I'll lay down the list. One bad day, Miss uh, Mr. Freeze number one, Nightwing number ninety-eight, Flash number seven eighty-eight, She-Hulk. Just the series because I want to talk about some romance. Uh, Spawn number three thirty-five, and then we'll get into a little more nitty gritty on the weekend if we record later because we're doing last week's last week, so we're getting caught up, man. Like you were laid out, we're doing our best and freaking. We're kind of weeding some good stuff out and some bad stuff out, but let's do it. Nightwing ski. Yeah. I gotta admit, I was a little turned off by the manga cover, because every time we get a manga cover on anything, it's either really good or really, really bad. But, uh, yeah. We've got the misspelled N-I-T-E might at the front, and I didn't get the joke until we got into it further, and I remembered a little bit more in my DC history. But we got uh, Bloodhaven, we got Miss Olivia being haunted. Take it away. Yeah, she's haunted. There's a red light, which, you know, in my mind, obviously screams uh, Heartless is near. Right. Because I'm still pretty bound to determine that's where issue 100 is going to go. And looks like uh, he might have taken little Olivia. But uh, so we go back to the, uh, the Gotham Woods where freaking uh, Nightwing is conversing with Rick Grayson. And he's trying to figure out exactly what's going on. And then Rick morphs into a, uh, a, dead, a younger Nightwing with the uh, overly long ponytail. And then we turn around and we finally find out that Nightwing has apparently gotten his own uh, imp from the fifth dimension named Nightmite. They're wonderful. You've got a mite? <laughs> I like that to the whole thing. Yeah, he's got an imp. And freaking, uh... <laughs> so I'm not, not... oh, I know about Batmite and all that, but I'm not overly familiar with the uh, thought processes of the fifth dimensional imps. You know, you've got Batmite, you've got uh, Mr. Mixel Spitlick, um, freaking the uh, the revamped Young Justice series just uh, debuted Mr. Mixel Spitlick's son, who was apparently a big fan of the uh, the Young Justice from back in the day. As he should be. So, uh, yeah, they're they're going in a little imping. 
now we go straight to the wedding of Babs and and Dick here, and were they? And everybody really, just magically appears due to night might. <laughs> were they really there? That was really them, right? Like, I don't really know. Like I said, I'm not. I've never really read too. I have never read too many imp stories. I mean, bats. Bats was like you're wasting time, and I mean, Babs is definitely there. I, I'm really. Uh, focusing on this splash page here, uh, double splash page here, where mm-hmm. like the the costume, oh the 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 wedding garb here, like she looked gorgeous in lavender and the cape, and like the way they're looking at each other is like, oh my god, we're not ready for this, but we totally wanted to happen, just not now. And uh, yeah, uh, we got Jonathan, we got Cal L, we've got. Wow, everybody like a lot of well, not everybody, but a lot of important people. The whole yeah, everybody family. important in their lives. No. <laughs> what? No, the way they said it, like she's Babs said no, and then Batman's like no, and then Dick's like not yet, and then she's like the one, the first one that said no. Like involuntarily, she's like, "Not yet." Like, what do you mean? Like, all of a sudden, her feelings got hurt, and you know, like we've got that tête-à-tête of their relationship, but it's built on respect, so we're not gonna have to worry about Babs, you know, roasting him later for that. And why'd you say no or not yet? <laughs> well, why'd you say no first? <laughs> like, we got business to take care of, and that's where Bruce steps in. <laughs> He's just like, you've developed an imp. But yeah, a little, uh, little tete-a-tete between Batmite and Batman's, or Bat, yeah, Nightmite and Batman's pretty entertaining, where Batmite calls, or Nightmite calls him out for uh, what's wrong with happiness and commitment. You don't, you know, you don't have to be like this guy, all self-denial all the time, denying himself happiness, love, and carbs. And Dick's just like, you know, Batman, are you actually here? And then <laughs> Nightmite's like, look, he may not be father of the year, but you, you wouldn't miss your wedding. And Batman's just like, I don't have time for this. It's been a triple homicide. And then Batmite just, you know, snaps his fingers and he goes away. So apparently they really were there. <sighs> and to the, the best part. Hey, someday, Josh. Someday. someday, someday, Yoshi. <laughs> we got Haley, Bitewing as the ring bearer. That was gorgeous. It's it's uh I like in terms of like writing the story when everything is so serious. Like, usually you'll have like a couple pages, maybe like a couple panels where there's like some comic tension that breaks the tension. Um, this is the whole issue of it. Yeah. It, it's not like a couple panels. Like, like this whole episode, this whole issue is, is cutting the, the tension of like, we got to save this mobster that we really don't like. And, uh, now we're being distracted by somebody that is like, and the thing about the whole fifth dimension thing that always drove me nuts is they always showed up at the worst possible time. Worst possible yeah. time, and like we got to do this right now. Like we can't, we can't spare one minute. Ah, we're gonna go do this anyway. 
But yeah. they somehow broke that tension of like, we got to take care of this and there's things that need to be done. And I was, I forgot about it. I forgot about all the yeah. extra stuff that needed to happen. Uh, how did you feel? It was good. It, it kind of feels like a little bit of a filler issue leading into trying to get to 100. But then we turn around and we go back to the story and freaking uh, Nightmite, Dick, and uh, and Haley end up back in Bloodhaven. And we find out that uh, Blockbuster made a deal with the devil. devil's name is Neron. And he asked for greater intellect. And then he ended up wanting to change the agreement a little bit. So they basically tried to renegotiate for his soul. And freaking, he turns around and he offers up his firstborn daughter, who we find out is Olivia from the opening pages of the book. I've never heard of anything occultist-wise that is an, it is an option to trade someone's soul that doesn't belong to you, whether it's your son, daughter, wife, girlfriend, without like an actual sacrifice. And yeah. without her willingly agree to it, like this seems like a, a bogus deal. And uh, I was hoping for that, but I like what happened actually better. But uh, we got like some of like, you know, some fourth dimensional thing where uh, they, they replaced the meme of uh, Batman slapping uh, Robin with Robin slapping Batman you know, on the shirts. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, Especially the t-shirts of the club. Yeah, and but we still have poor Miss Olivia there, just trapped there. But look at all the toys around her. Mm-hmm. Effigies of all her favorites and Nightwing. Yep. But yeah, we find out while apparently freaking uh, Nightmite can't get involved or won't get involved, he can definitely give uh, Nightwing's weapons a bit of a boost. And apparently he can make Haley talk. She's so and to give Haley a cape, so now she's officially bite wing. Would you have kept her three legged, or would you have given her four legs with one ridiculously huge arm wrestler arm? No, 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 no. You give her like a, a shotgun arm, like or, in Grindhouse. Or a machine gun. Yeah, that's that's awesome. <laughs> uh, either way, that's awesome. But yeah, so they're uh, Bitewing and Nightwing are going through the uh, through the building here, and they find Olivia, but uh, she is surrounded by demons, and apparently Nightwing has to say the uh, the magic word to turn his power uh, his his schema sticks into super powered weapons. And apparently the magic words are uh, Nightwing is awesome. I remember texting you that last week, man. <laughs> and Nightwing goes to town on these demons. To town. The schema sticks being that gnarly, that that's awesome, man. Like mystical powers. Oh. Bitewing just throwing down, taking care of Olivia. This was such a good like you know how much I complain about freaking like terrible like eight pages long of action like that you could follow this mm -hmm. this was gorgeous yeah 
But yeah, there ends up being uh, one demon left, and then freaking Olivia gets loose, and she ends up punching them herself because she is a Blockbuster's daughter. And she apparently got at least uh, a certain amount of his strength. So they end up getting Olivia out of there, and freaking Nightwing calls for Raven for backup to help uh, help her along since she's uh, kind of got demons looking for her at the moment. Oh, Who better to call than Raven? And then uh, Bite or Nightmite shows up, and everyone's you know, Raven's just like, "You have an imp," and all he can say is, "Don't start." And before anything go happens from there, Olivia ends up hugging Nightmite, and freaking he's you know they're they're all heroes as Raven and Olivia disappear. Yeah, man, I gotta tell you, every time I read a new issue of Nightwing, I'm like, this is the best one ever. <laughs> like, Every like uh, uh, the close like one that I keep landing on is the best one is when they. When they kidnap Bitewing and or they kidnap Haley, and uh, the whole issue is like that spread out, wonderful composition and like at the from the page one, you effed up, <laughs> like 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 there's yep. been times like there's a burning building, there's all these orphans, but you just kidnap Babs and Dick's dog. You are so screwed. <laughs> like it's like, yeah. the, like, like, like you're gonna be lucky if they like don't rip your face off or like turn off their, uh, the their bat, uh, freaking uh, armor cameras. And even Bruce is like, "Hey, what's wrong with your cameras?" <laughs> like, oh, don't worry about it. Um, this was this was wonderful, man. And I, um, this combined with the latest Flash. If you don't mind taking a point on that one too, because you always got good points on Flash. Uh, just accentuate what's so great about the freaking DC universe, uh, how it'll just turn wacky for a minute, but then get serious and then get real hard or dark. But then something like this happens or we get a bite wing and um, it's, it's something so special and it's really been showcased in what's going on in flash. Cause it starts out so serious with the, with the, the scrum. Well, yeah, now we got the uh, the mayor sitting here. Apparently, he's going to recruit the uh, the rogues to handle situations for him. And then we turn around and we go to uh, I believe it's going to be uh, stars, where we've got freaking Wally and Linda and Mister Terrific freaking uh, running experiments on Linda because he recently developed speed powers. And turns out she's uh she's expecting a child, and neither one of them were neither one of them were sure until Mister Terrific ran his test, and you know after thinking about it for point zero two five seconds, they are over the moon. I like how uh, their responses are just scribble lines, but Wally and the wife are like Wally, huh? He's got like something to do with a headache and he's just like we're having a baby like absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no he's he's ecstatic about it and then they go back to they do that parent thing where they're like oh god we're starting all over again 
and for for better or worse, we're gonna do this. And then we randomly hear uh, Flash as it go because Captain Cold's knocking over a jewelry store. And turns out they are uh, the rogues are special a special section of the Central City Police now. And they even got badges. And Flash looks at the badge and just starts laughing. <laughs> like uncontrollably laughing. Gut busting laughing, man. <laughs> like like the way he shows up on the scene, like uh the movement that they do in the artwork, like Captain Cold like seemingly about to put the kibosh on these two young punks that are probably standing up for what they believe in. No, they're the ones robbing the place and the way the flash slides in and de-arms Captain Cold, like, it, like the movement is there. Um, it's a stationary photo or, or drawing, and the movement's there. But the way he gut butts laughing, man, like, like he's literally holding himself. <laughs> like, I needed that. Yeah. I had a hard day. He's like, I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, you know, again, Captain Cole's ever calling for backup, and Flash is just losing his, losing his mind. And then the rest of the rogues show up. And it turns out for some reason this is actually true. And the rogues are, you know, over here fighting the Flash. Because now he's the criminal because he helped these, you know, young punks, punks escape, basically. So Linda ends up having to come get him out of there. And then freaking uh, Kid flashes of her babysitting the twins. Well, we forgot the uh, that the hypothesis that Linda got the powers because she's impregnated with a Flash Force baby, and she's utilizing An offspring. Yeah, I, I love the reaction. I mean, like the kids at first were were kind of to. One of them was the boy was, but getting babysit by Kid Flash, getting them. You know, on the same page. I mean, he's not even in costume. He's just chilling. Everything's good. Yeah. And uh, just showing the Flash family. I love it. Give us some more. Yep. And now we end up going back to uh, Terrific Tech later on. And freaking... They're working on, you know, working, kind of working through the day. And freaking, uh, you know, they're kind of just talking things over and talking about the uh, the fact that the rogues are now uh, working for the man, basically. How the five career criminals are being used to institute order in a city run by a man that is willing to take illegal money to do it. And they're kind of just, you know, kind of talking that over. He took some heavy blows here, man. Like, like he's just so disappointed that his homies like reformed and now not, and then gets the blast of the face, man. Like straight out of the building. That's that's a at least an eight story fall. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now we go back to the mayor's office, and uh, now they're talking about money that was borrowed, and freaking uh. You know, the, uh, his his second in command is talking about you know, risking a war with the mob if they don't pay this money back. And the mayor just ends up electrocuting her right then and there, and kind of trying to trying to put his subordinate in her place at the moment. 
you know, he's just like, we took the money because they gave it to us, and now we don't need them. They're part of the problem, the cancer of chaos that needs to be exercised from this world. So he's not going to pay the mob back. So that's going to obviously lead to more issues. Then the Flash ends up going to, I believe, Heatwave's apartment. And they're trying to figure out what's going on with uh, with Mayor Wolf. Yeah, that's what I was referencing. I I jumped too far. I apologize. You're good. Heatwave had been redeemed. And now we've got him going back to it, man. Like, It seems like... Yeah, apparently apparently we find out this is all due to Waller leaving. <laughs> when Waller left to take over Earth-3, Wolf apparently was there to pick up the pieces for the rogues. It's going to be like three months from now. We're going to be like, hey, was that a year ago? Yeah, it was a year ago. It's been a while. It's yeah. been since Peacemaker. Yeah, we haven't Yeah, we haven't heard hiding our hair from Waller in at least a year, I feel like. And they're basically, you know, imagine my surprise when the, uh, the mayor, you know, who used to be the warden of Iron Heights, their local prison, tells him that he wants you know him and his friends to work for him. You know they got to figure out, you know they got to pay the bill somehow. And just like that, he ends up turning on the Flash, freaking shooting him out of his apartment. Like you said, falling down eight stories, and then he is grabbed by the remainder of the rogues and just when he thinks all is lost here's some uh some lovely flute music playing in the background that uh somebody saves for a special occasion a beautiful flautist it's good old highly the harley the uh hartley rathaway the pied piper is back and is here to help the flash so we get too far in this Legends number one, first appearance of Amanda Waller is going from anywhere from $5 with $4 shipping mm-hmm. to overpriced 12 Wow. I, I can't believe it. I don't even remember how much I paid for it when I first got it. I paid 30 for mine. Oh, you overpaid. Well, we, Peacemaker just came out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but oh, yeah. We, but this is the thing that you always bring up is, like, be careful, like, right when something comes out because of the FOMO. Oh, yeah, dude. Freaking. That's the thing, man. If you're, if you're into, like, that's, you know, a huge part of the reason I'm trying so hard to get a finish off my the couple of books I need for my Uncanny X-Men run because the moment they announce it, freaking, uh, they're doing. They're uh, we officially get a date on an X Men movie, or we get a a casting back through the roof. Right. Like DC's not nearly as bad about it as Marvel is, but freaking, it's it. Marvel gets ridiculous with it. It gets totally ridiculous. It, it, it gets like insultingly ridiculous, actually. Yeah. Yeah, anytime freaking uh right before something gets a like when you see a trailer or something like that. Whoo. Next thing you know. Or like freaking we just saw it a couple months like uh what last month with the uh 
when they freaking uh, announced that freaking Hugh Jackman was coming back to play Wolverine for Deadpool yeah. 3. Yeah, and then what, what, what was it? All, that sudden, all of a sudden, that $30, uh, $40 book was over $100. Was it like 90? Uh, what number was it? 98? Wolverine, Wolverine 88, I think. 98. Wolverine first. Maybe. That was. God, it just. It, it chased me how many that's always like straight to the movies rather than the books. Mm-hmm. 88, you're right. 88. Gotcha. I have two of those. I, I know I've got one in my storage because there was the one that was on the floor when you were there when I was going through stuff. And that wasn't even... Yeah. Like, those were my short boxes. Those were... All of the short boxes I have, I never bought short boxes until I moved here. Uh, and that was mm-hmm. in 2012. So anything short box uh, is recently recently acquired since 2012. Uh, in like the last box, 10 years, yeah. Yeah, everything long boxes were like... I. You know, I was had a living at the house with my sister and had the you know room for long boxes. Um, but I know mm-hmm. I've, I know I've got the one that you saw on the floor was not the one that I got originally when it first came out. So you'll have that. Gotcha. It's a gorgeous cover. Two, oh I'm yeah, look, that's an I'm awesome cover. At, I'm looking at one that's two hundred dollars right now. Buy it now on freaking eBay. You're <sighs> kidding me. Not even surprising, dude. That's the thing, man. Freaking. Because somebody's always going to go for freaking, um, you know, as much as they can get. Freaking, I was watching some uh, some Mint Hunter, and he was going off on, it was like an older one from like 2021. And freaking, um, he was going off about how books that were like under 100 bucks in 2019 had ballooned up to over $1,000 by 2021. Jesus. And he had like 20, I think, different titles. From both uh, Marvel and DC. And it was a lot of freaking, uh, like I said, a lot of FOMO. A lot of people like, oh, this guy's going to be in this movie. Or this guy might be in this movie. So like, I was like, huh. It ain't right, man. And that's the thing, the thing with FOMO, though, dude, is it freaking it doesn't last. Like, I've already seen that book go back down to 50 bucks some places. No, oh, yeah, I know, man. Like, I saw it at a local shop. Couple weeks back, and it was like fifty bucks. I just didn't pick it up. But I was like, like either like it's gotta it's if like the movie if the movie freaking hits hard and it's freaking a great movie and there's definitely gonna be sequels, then yeah, it might it might become the new bottom for that book. But freaking, uh, you know, if it doesn't if the movie doesn't work out or freaking the character doesn't catch on the way they thought it would, freaking it could actually sink lower than what it was before freaking the FOMO hit. So it's really kind of a, it's really, you gotta, if you want to sell it, you got to sell it at that point. That way you can make your money. That's kind of a, I'm not going to say it. It's taking advantage of the system is what it is. If that's how you make your money, that's fine. I'm not going to judge you. That's not how we make our money. We we end up on the bottom because we go crazy, <laughs> um, but we're That's proud true. of we're proud of our purchases, man. Like, like, I mean, like the way that Kismet, the way that you and I run the hunt. There's been times where mm-hmm. you have paid off, and there's been times where like we're pulling it on the rail. I'm like, hey, what was the first pinch of strife? 
and then you're shoving me into a counter. <laughs> exactly, as we should. As you should. I did not blame you for that. You wanted strife that much, and I uh, didn't mind it. And not that you didn't violently assault me. You just really wanted it more. Yeah, and, it happens. And, and on the round the corner, I found what I wanted more. I wanted my... Yeah. That was... You I mean, got it, your first It was strife. in Texas, man. You're not going to freaking... No. You can't. You got. You got no case in Texas. We got no case in Texas, but I got what I wanted more. Yeah, I got, I got my ultra and those sweet, sweet wizards. Oh, and those sweet, sweet wizards and that ultra set. And then what did we do afterwards? We celebrated with the delicious, crinkly, golden awesomeness of those Brahms fries. Mmm. Two Dr. Peppers, two two burgers, and you're like, you're like, you're looking at me like, all right, you're right. (laughs) Okay, it's cool. They're pretty good fries. I'll give you that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So what do you got next, man? Uh, I want to talk about the ridiculousness of, um, so Colin's always been trying to sell me in romance comic books. Like, there's legit, like, old-school Marvel books that, like, Stan Lee wrote that are, like, romance. Like, he likes me. He likes me not. Um, but these She-Hulk comics are full-blown days of our lives awesomeness. Like, she's in love with Black Jack, and uh, he's in love Jack with her. Jack of Hearts. Jack of Hearts, sorry. Um, I'm a little distracted by her greenness. Wonderful. And, uh... He's depowered, and he's kind of worried, like, okay, I don't have powers anymore, um, but they're all over each other, and they, they talk a lot of sweet talk, and they're enjoying their relationship growing, and it's like one of the best things about being in a relationship is watching a good relationship grow from the beginning, and she yeah. hasn't she hasn't found, like, a text message or, uh, like, freaking, uh, you know, like, love letter or, or something that in any way insinuate Jack of Hearts is not being loyal. He's just depowered. They're staying at uh, Janet's uh, penthouse, and he's borrowing her sweatshirt. She's borrowing his, and her her work is just go- exponentially growing. She's defending Nightcrawler. She's defending a few other oh, awesome nice. people. Okay. But the thing is, though, is that there are some people out to get her, and I'm going a little bit ahead uh, for this week's that came out um, last week, because um, we're just a little bit behind, um, but uh, freaking, there's this wonderful husband-wife duo that she started the startup, he joined it, and they are working on gamma radiation and powering things, and she wants to be as powerful as She-Hulk, and... He wants to be as powerful as She-Hulk too, and they both want to be green. And what are you gonna do when you're green? And like they're they're having pillow talk about it. And the last issue was Jennifer getting kidnapped by one of their like underlings, like to get her, to get her blood. And Uh-oh. rather than find out that they're like these evil, you know, SOBs that want to like kill her. They just want her power. They want to be gamma-powered people that are in love and have power and are smart. And they feel that their intelligence justifies what they're doing to be semi-hulks, if not half as powered as Jen, if not just as, 
and be in love, but the experiment goes completely wrong. Uh, the, the woman uh, turns into effectively a little person with a giant head, and he turns into a Hulk nice. that, that the longer he stays as a Hulk, without his... He's not getting triggered by anger. It just happens. Every time it happens, he stays longer and longer as a Hulk. And she's reading him She's reading him bedtime stories because he only likes things that rhymes. And you're seeing this wonderful relationship started on a really good idea and an ideal or best intentions. And it's spiraling violently. And the experiment went wrong and... We don't know if they're going to be able to rehabilitate each other, rehabilitate each other. But that this whole issue was them just being in love and trying to do their best. And unfortunately, their best is not good enough, whether it's their scientific calculations or let alone what they want to do with uh, Jennifer Walters' blood. Um, yeah. It's... But... Uh, Jack Hart's, I mean, Jennifer and him are truly building a great relationship. I'm really loving the romance. Like, uh, I grew up on Days of Our Lives. I mean, Sin and I have talked about it, man. Like, we love that old school stuff, man. And they're, they're mixing really good action, but not too much crazy action the way you would usually get a Hulk book, um, mm -hmm. with great dialogue and... Great soap opera awesomeness. I'm not saying it's Lucha Underground, um, but I like... Not that many people dying, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or controlled by some crazy weirdness. Um, I want to talk about Spawn 335. Um, for people that are into Spawn, um, it's been the same price for almost uh, almost 15 years. We're talking 299 and the print of the cover is almost thick cardboard. The inside paper is better quality than all the other image books, and it's still two ninety nine. And we are landing on a book where um, the uh, first appearance of Angela, issue nine. Yep. Um, we've got some tales from Cogliostro, who his first appearance was uh, issue two. Um, who mm -hmm. was the, like apparently the first spawn? He is the first spawn, but a couple uh, months ago they had been hinting at it for years, but they finally realized or landed and revealed that he's Cain, biblical Cain, and gotcha. banished to hell. Uh, that doesn't count. Um, just part of the story. And he was the first Hellspawn, and uh, he used the first, like, actual Klythu costume, a symbiote. It was the most powerful one there was, other than the original prototype, the Plague Spawn, um, which yeah. disappeared. And But he had full control over the original, like, second, like, you know, the beta one. And um, he decided he was powerful enough to try to take over Malbolgia on the eighth first Hell. And uh, he failed. And uh, Banda Earth, just like all their spawns, like uh, you need to go to Earth and learn your lessons. And once you're out of power, you, you... need to know what you did, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Go to yeah. your room, think about what you did. Yeah, but he is the only one that didn't uh, overexhaust his power. He has one tick of power. And in the past couple issues within Gunslinger and within uh, King Spawn and uh, regular Spawn and kind of in the Scorched, they've revealed like he is. He's Kane. Full on Kane. And not only has he been able to survive this long with one tick of power, because once you're spawned, like, uh, that, that ticker is a clock that once you go to zero, zero, you go back to hell and you wait for the, the, you know, the main battle with heaven and hell. It's way surpassed. Yeah. Uh, the dead zones have been locked, which are, are the places that are within earth that agents of heaven and hell can access from heaven or hell. When yeah. Simmons came back, he locked them and all the people that, we're still on oh, all the demons or angels, hell, vampires, werewolves, whatever you want to name it, were trapped because they had no way to exit and nothing was able to get in. And the the game here is trying to unlock the dead zones. Now, Cogliostro has figured out who how to drain power from all of the random spawns that have been trapped on Earth for quite a while and has outpowered Simmons. And he's going tete-a-tete with the Violator on Omega Island right now, thinking that he's knows the secret to unlock the dead zones and doesn't realize that a couple, I want to say like nine issues ago, I'm, oh God, I want to say like a year and a half ago, when McFarlane uh, showed all of the new Spawn toys, the first wave, the Redeemer, Curse, Violator, the Clown with the giant guns, uh, there was a, uh, there was the Raven Spawn, but there was also... Uh, part of the second series was a uh, dark redeemer and okay. about eight issues ago they revealed dark redeemer was like the ultimate redeemer but he went too far and he had uh he was banished from he- heaven and he was told if you do all these tasks we'll let you back in but they were lying to him he found out he was being lied to. Uh, found uh, Spawn found out that uh, Cogliostro is Kane, and not only is he Kane, but he's been able to drain powers from other places, and he's become almost all powerful, and almost killed Spawn. Um, he's going against Violator on Omega Island, and uh, the Clown, who has figured out how to separate himself from the actual Violator, because the Clown always turned into the Violator. Okay. The clown figured out how to separate the actual demon from himself, the physical demon, and be cognizant at the same time and control the violator and be able to like pretty much clone Oompa Loompas himself out. And that's not me trying to be funny. Like there's little clowns he can just quit spitting out. And Oh jeez, okay. And he's like, Yeah, uh we're losing the battle, but we're the point isn't to win this battle. We 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 want to get to a certain point. He's on the phone with his uh, compatriot, and he's like, just say what I told you to say verbatim to this guy. All right, I'll say it. He was talking to the uh, the Dark Redeemer, like the Redeemer in gold, beautiful uh, white wings. This one's the opposite, all black. And Gotcha. Well, Cogliostro... Like I said, Kane, who's now going by Sin, S-I-N-N, which is like 
so whack. <laughs> That's so whack. Um, I was told I'd find you here, brother, and Dark Dark Redeemer is able. We're having more biblical battles. I really like it. Uh, they're building the Spawn universe. I thought they, they weren't going to be able to do it because, like, not... Because remember when you first started doing minefields? Like, for pretty much until mm-hmm. about, like, eight months ago, I've been complaining about Spawn. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they're beefing it up. This is, this is gnarly. And uh, Paige's yeah, Gunslinger, like, we just recently saw the origin. We finally saw the origin, the creation of Gunslinger as a Spawn. Um, Scorch has been pretty good, but I, I haven't been this into Spawn since I first got into it. And I mean, like, oh, issues wow, okay. one, two, three, or four. Like, like, but now I've got some big boy money and I can get the extra, you know, the the figures and stuff. But, like, uh, I'm, I'm loving it, man. Like, it, it, it's it's rolling hardcore. And um, sorry to go on such, like, random, like, emotional, like, things. But that's what I do, man. You know that. Um, yeah. yeah. With, with uh, you like what you like. The, the romance thing uh, with She-Hulk, the the satanic, like, tete-a-tete between Bible and Satan and Malvolgia, and, like, yeah, I, I love that. The, the artwork is amazing. But then we get into things like, uh, you know, I got, I'm trying to sell you on the uh, candy striper chick, and you're like, all right, cool. Uh, that's fine. Just hurry up. <laughs> Which I can totally understand. Totally understand. Uh, but we still get our chance here at Minefields. But uh, the one thing, um, I think this is the last one on the list, is uh, I texted you earlier was that one bad day. Uh, one bad day, Mr. Freeze, I thought was the most messed up out of all of them. I mean, I love watching Penguin. Yeah, it's definitely it's a uh, it's a different take on freaking, you know, the classic Mister Freeze, freaking history that we got in uh, Batman the animated series. I never saw that freaking, coming. It, it's been good though, but uh, go. recording. But yeah, this I believe is book. Is this book five total? Riddler. So far, Riddler. out of the eight, I think this is the second. I think this is the second half of it. I believe this is book five of the One Bad Days. But yeah, no, we started off with uh, before Nora got sick, and she would she would be going out and hanging out with her friends while Victor would uh, be you know at home working on whatever project he happened to be working on at the time. There were some hints, though, man. I mean, he's like, are you seeing somebody? She's like, what? Are you seeing someone from your arm? Oh, uh, no. Like, like the way he just covered it up real quick. Like, the jealousy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this one's uh, entitled The Darkest Winter. And we got some uh, carolers coming around. And a murderer is going to kill them. But uh, luckily, Batman and Robin are there to make the save. Of course, they uh, they save the the carolers in question. But Robin, you know, Dick Grayson, Robin's over here, you know, trying to calm them down, being like, "You guys have really nice singing voices. They carried beautifully all the way to the roofs." 
his ideology was wonderful. Like, well, but yeah, the base, uh, one of the basic story points of uh, this tale is just can uh, can these criminals be redeemed? And freaking, you know, and because Robin believes they can be, and Robin's very proactive in working with the uh, the victims to kind of keep them calm. You know, and they believe that uh, this guy Meek, who was going to murder them, was irredeemable. I'm not familiar with him. Are you? No, I think he's just a. I think he was just kind of a one-off villain for what the story needed at this point could be wrong about that but i don't i've never heard of him me either very well could have been victor's ass in all honesty we'll get to that later but yeah now we go back to uh the bat cave and alfred setting up the christmas tree and the star of the tree is star a little baby star of the conqueror and batman is not too happy that they're using starro as a uh <laughs> as an ornament and Alfred's like, he'll we'll return him to the vaults at the first of the year and not a moment sooner. Stolen invading alien species being used as Christmas decorations. I love it. As they should. <laughs> but yeah, no, they end up having a, the three of them have a conversation where they're basically trying to, you know, see if Batman believes any of his criminals could possibly be redeemed. And the one Bruce lands on is Victor Freeze. You know, we go into the uh, the classic the classic history of Mister Freeze, where he's trying to save his wife, and she ends up he ends up freezing her to save her from this crippling disease. And then one of the canisters breaks, and he becomes Mister Freeze out of that. Botched arrest. I like how they focused on that. He was mm-hmm. supposedly doing his best. They botched the arrest. Needless, needlessly, all the policemen died, but unfortunately, Breeze was spared somehow. And he was born. Yeah. And then uh, so Bruce comes out, dressed as matches Malone, to try to find find out where it's going on with Mr. Freeze and find out who's uh, who's hauling liquid hydrogen or nitrogen, pardon me. And he ends up finding out who Mr. Freeze is. He finds out, he finds somebody whose ex-wife is working with Mr. Freeze. The setup was great. Hmm? The setup with this is great. Like, hey, I'm buying, I, oh, I, yeah. can't, I can't remember who I uh, owe around to, so I'm just buying everyone around and Oh, by the way, I just totally scored. You got all this liquid nitrogen. Oops, my bad. <clears throat> if only yeah. someone, if only someone knew someone that needed liquid nitrogen. Just gonna buy some more beer here, fellas. Don't mind me. Yeah. And then uh, freezing his new associate, end up taking you know stealing this armored car, but they're stopped by Batman. And freaking, you know, a fight ensues, as it were. And freaking Robin ends up appearing, talking about how he wants to do something nice for Freeze's wife, Nora. Nice or thoughtful? Let's see, the exact terminology he uses is 
we wanted to do something nice for your wife, Nora. Love it. And that's the one thing that can kind of set his focus apart from uh, the crime and crime at hand. So Freeze decides to go along with the dynamic duo, and they end up giving him a uh, a lab at LexCorp to do some research. How surprised were you at this? Yeah, I wasn't really surprised by it yet, but uh, Batman and Robin definitely would help, try to help somebody like this. Especially, it's kind of kind of the point of the story is he might be the one redeemable criminal in Gotham. But we see him, uh, we see Dr. Freeze getting to work in the lab while Batman and Robin help out outside with the criminals. And we just kind of see Freeze going about, you know, using science to try to try to make this work to bring his wife back to cure her. And he just, he just can't do it. And he does a little flashback to him lying next to her in her hospital bed. And freaking she ends up telling him, please don't fixate on losing me. You know, leave all the trouble behind and spread your wings. Yeah, this letter is hard hitting. Yeah. And then he ends up waking up and just destroying the lab in a fit of rage. I think it's because the letter was read, was read to him as if like, hey, you caged me and I know you love me and I love you too, but You've done me wrong, and please let me go. And yeah, stop. Like, because it hurts. Because she describes it, but he still keeps going. And then we get to him doing well in the lab. And then when that really hits forth, like the way he lays in the bed, just that tiny little twin bed. Mm-hmm. Robin said the the wrong thing accidentally like what was he doing was he like was he like beating up his her friends or was she was he just being like yo she don't want you here I think I think it was just I think it was all verbal abuse but I think there was definitely he was definitely very possessive yeah Batman ends up you know going and checking a hunch and he ends up going to some of her old friends I thought it was like, and, like, like, is that her son or is that his son? Like, I, like, what are we looking for? Illegitimate children? Are we looking for uh, philandering? Uh, or are we just looking for what do you know that you you weren't able to tell? Like, what do you, what did you gather from that? Because it like it was a very uncomfortable. I just think I I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the kids just him and his wife's. I don't think there's anything. I think he was just looking to get more of like a personality profile on Freeze before the accident. You know, they were friends from work and, you know, his friends just came to, to Victor, or her friends came to Victor to find out what's going on. And all he said was, she doesn't need you now. And he's just like, she's been robbed of a dignified and tragically ironic giving her living will. And she's in bad measure, like she had a will. And he's just like, I'm sure that madman destroyed it. Like Victor, 
apparently never wanted her to have friends at all. Who are you talking to? No, no one. That just hits hard. Yeah. So like Batman is getting in a different a different type of suit and goes and finds Freeze. And apparently the whole thing was that his wife, you know, she knew she was sick and she wanted a dignified end. And he, Mr. Freeze basically stole that from her because he couldn't live without her. He became obsessed. And freaking he stole time from her and Batman asked the question we're kind of all asking right now. Did you even try to get her out of that ice? Oh, dude. That, I, I, I had to put the book down and just walk away for a second because that never occurred to me. And this is why I want to talk about this last. Well, this is like, this was messed up. Before we get too far into that, um, when him and Robin first get into the, uh, into the docks, into the ship, uh, this is mm-hmm. heavily... Uh, not, I don't know, I don't want to say homage, but, like, a definite nod to, like, so when you turn the page and you see Batman in his full, like, cryogenic, I can be burned or frozen in this and still live, uh, do you notice how stark the orange is? There's, yeah. there's no shading on the orange. There's shading on everything else. This is a really great uh, reference uh, to the way that um, Frank Miller would use overly bright colors. Or not really overly bright, but like disjointingly different colors. Like the way that he used white and black. Or that yellow bastard in that yellow bastard. Um, That's the title. Oh, and uh, Sin City. Yeah, where where it was like there was shading, but like all of a sudden something else would intrude. And mm-hmm. we've got uh, young Dick in Hood, um, all uh, you know. Carrie never had one, but like she should have. But like we 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 see that. But everything else is completely like we were talking about stippling. We're talking about cross hatching. We're talking about different forms of shading. Last time we hung out, there's everything yeah. here in this splash page, except on the orange. Yeah. Except, I got gotcha. you. Except on the orange, and that is that's a statement. And then we flip the page here, and we get to the same exact thing: beautiful shading, uh, modeling, but the blue. It's, it's it's like the way they use the colors to accentuate the excitement, or even the danger. I loved mm-hmm. it. I, I, like I wasn't too happy about this tete a tete here, but like I was still like blown away by the form. But uh, I, I didn't mean to stop you. I just needed to make sure we got to talk about the artwork before we got to the the main knockdown drag out. Yeah, no, the artwork's intense and it works. It fits with the story really well. You know, we see a, you know, we talk. They, you know, as Batman grabs Mister Freeze, he talks about how. Uh, Nora's worst day wasn't her diagnosis. It was marrying you. And then he's just like, who are you to judge me? At least I tried for a normal life. And then he ends up using his ice gun on the floor beneath him. And Batman falls through as Robin comes in to make the save. But they end up falling into the next, down the next floor of the ship. And not only is Nora there on the ice, but 
trees would also freeze animals for that way she had company. Notice how all the animals are looking at her. Mm-hmm. He, he, like, do you know what a triptych is? No. It's a, uh, you ever seen like a, uh, a painting from the Renaissance where it's three photos or three paintings that are all basically okay. one thing, but they're all focused on one particular thing, usually in the middle. Like they're like, imagine three paintings that are one, two, three of the same thing, just separated. And if you look at this, all of the animals, her favorite animals, fox, bloodhound, swan, different birds are all, he framed her. There, there's, yeah. there's not three, there's four, eight, there's nine. He built mm-hmm. an art, he built an art installation of displaying his love. Around his wife. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, Robin and Freeze are going at it right near in front of his wife, and Freeze is like, and Robin's just like, you know, we believed you could change, and he's like, ha, huh, you want to know a little secret? You know why my life's the way it is? And he, as he punches him, he's like, because that's the way I like it. And then he goes off about how you know, with her being frozen, they don't fight anymore. He's not out spending his money. I don't sit alone in an empty house wondering who she's out with or when she'll come home. Right. All the time. So now, the, apparently now in his mind, they have the perfect marriage and he's going to keep it that way. He, and he just finally admitted it to himself. That's what he's doing. You know, and they go back and forth a little bit longer. Freaking until Robin says something about that big brain of his, which is something Nora used to say, and it gives him a a quick flashback. Why would you say that? And it looks like the uh, the you know due to the amount of ice Victor used, the deck is giving away. And as everything crashes down, Robin's able to save Nora. And Victor ends up falling through the to the next level of the deck, where he's finally put down by Batman. You know, at the uh, at the end of the night, they're all sitting here, cops coming up for Victor, and you know, he he says, you know, thank you for what you did for Nora tonight. It's true, I didn't free Nora, but I might have been able to crack an older problem. You have to come, you have to be the judge of that. Come closer. And he whispers something in, uh, in Robin's ear. And, you know, as the, as they're taking freeze away, freaking, they're like, you know, good luck boy. And you know what you must do for her? Keep her cold. Wow. And they, uh, they take her back to the bat cave and Batman finally lets Robin drive. Before we just get to working on, they get to working on Nora. Before we get too far, um, let him drive one of the coolest Batmobiles I've ever seen ever. The other thing is, is that uh, I feel that uh, Dick here has been redeemed in his idea that because remember the whole point of his 
ideal of why we're fighting Mr. Freeze is that redemption is possible. And you let those people be bait, and I don't really like it. But what's the whole point of Arkham Asylum if they can't be redeemed? And he puts yeah. some faith in Mr. Freeze here, and despite the fact that Mr. Freeze malfunctioned, as he's being taken away, whispers into his ear uh, the secret of cryogenic freezing to uh, ship uh, vaccines that will save mm -hmm. millions, if not billions. And uh, earlier in the book, uh, Bruce had said, hey, uh, Alfred, go ahead and use uh, some of that hacked data that I had Robin use for his, uh, his homework. And I think that it was not Batman's choice here that uh, the, the ability to help cure people shipping these things was his choice. Robin called an audible and said, F you, I'm doing this, and let it out open source. Because, like, they said Bruce, uh, Bruce uh, Wayne Industries or Wayne Industries has, like, found this code and they made it open source. So everyone can yep. use it. Like, like we didn't file a patent. We didn't freaking um, make money on this. It's all free. It's like, uh, like the the guy that invented penicillin made it free. Mm -hmm. And it was Robin's kind of fu. Like, you need to pay attention to me. My ideas can be good. And yeah, despite the fact that Freeze was pretty much irredeemable, he still gave up something extra you know because robin believed in him and even yeah. though he could not live up to what robin wanted him to be as a redeemed supervillain, he still gave him something and then we get this gnarly batmobile that's been modded out since page two and um you know ride home and watching Freeze celebrate with you know uh, the Snow Angel, but the 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 one truly messed up thing here is, is that if you flashback earlier, flashback almost all the way to the beginning, where you see a uh, mm -hmm. bird's eye view of, of the of the of the cave, you, you don't see the penny, you see the the Tyrannosaurus, you see two different mm -hmm. sets of computers, you see the turn the turntable, the turn the the Batmobile. There's mm -hmm. a lot of relics in Batman's Batcave. But if I'm not mistaken, so is Nora. I don't think she's in one of those in, like keep her cold type places. I think Batman's keeping her. I, I, I don't believe for a second that he would let the body out. Keep her cold, I think they're the way that they're explaining it. They show the outside, but I, I don't believe for a second that's like Lucius Fox's, like, you know, Wayne Enterprise, uh, freaking, uh, uh, home for wayward dead bodies that Batman wants me to hide. Yeah. It's outside of a bigger building, but I, I just don't, I'm not buying it. And then she's got the smile, but she wasn't smiling earlier. But then we get a great Christmas little bit here and I love the fact that Freeze has got a bit of peace what do you think well, I definitely think they're going to turn her turn her over to someone that can help her but 
So they were talking about. They, the funny part is they're talking about if if Batman knew that he would wreck the uh, wreck the facility, which is why he rented a LexCorp lab. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, and then he's like, like a different different place, but like, what if they kept her? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're gonna keep her. I mean, what are they gonna do with her? I mean, you know, freaking he's, you know, Batman's smart, but he doesn't know that much about cryogenics. If nothing else, you would hand him over to somebody, hand her over to somebody within Wayne Enterprises that would be able to help her, right? Or at least use her use her for science. That way, they could cure what's wrong with her first, and then. Work on thawing her out. Yeah, I texted you earlier. Like, that was messed up, man. Like, freaking. I always thought he was in love with his wife, but there's a difference between obsession and love. And he just wants, oh, yeah. he just wants her as a possession. I never saw it as her being a possession. He always thought as him just trying to resurrect her and be a happy family. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is, I think it's safe to say that these are kind of Elseworld books anyway. Because freaking, uh, you know, we've already, they finally unthought her in the page of the detective a couple years back. And she ended up becoming Mrs. Freeze. So. That must have been in that little break between uh, Snyder and uh, Capullo before rebirth. I had to find out the exact issues, but yeah. Yeah, it's not within those ones, man. Because uh, I, I I stopped after uh, Metal, mm-hmm. and then I repicked up uh, City of Bane. That's right. Like so, everything between. Uh, I'm ignorant other than anything you told me, but I just thought it was so messed up, man. Like it just, I never thought of Freeze like wanting to just keep her. And they showed the yeah. snow globe uh, freaking metaphors. I mean, it's the freaking cover, man. <laughs> it was, let me see. It's a snow globe. Oh, that's Mr. Freeze. Let me see here. I want to get the exact issue because I'm just kind of curious now. First, Mr. Freeze? Uh, no, I'm first uh, Mrs. Freeze when she actually gets thawed out. That's definitely been a minute. Mr. Freeze in the uh, 66 was German. I can see that. It's actually pretty funny. That's kind of funny though. They could they could easily just fix this whole thing, just throw in a Lazarus pit somewhere. Correct. See what happens. Batman one twenty one, February nineteen fifty nine. Yeah, it's Mister Freeze. Just look that one up. Let's see. Yeah, 
Might be one of those things you look it up for next week, but yeah. It's not popping up over here either. It's your turn, man. Alrighty, this has been Minefields. This has been dangerous. This transmission is over. Buy the shirts. Newer rules. (laughs) 